Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United, United Queendom. Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus The Ed and Charlie Show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Club and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. So thank God Netflix has listened and has put this show on Netflix, obviously. Where else would they put it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they must have been inundated with fans of Drag Race who were like, why are we having to illegally watch this celebrity version? And then they caught up, which is good, isn't it? They listen to the podcast. Yes, it's all us. This is all us up in here. Although, actually, full disclosure, after watching this week's episode, I kind of wish they hadn't bothered. (laughs) I'm going to be very bitchy about this episode, but to be honest, I hate it. Do you get the reference of that? I hate it. No. Hate it. It's from, um, do you remember in Sex and the City, the little uh, gay one, Anthony, the Italian one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always says, hate it. And I (laughs) always love that. So I, I enjoyed the excuse to do that. And I'm calling this episode Secret Celebrity Drag Race number two because it's the second episode and because number two is another word for shit. And I thought it was shit. I what did you think, Charlie? I thought it was an uh, improvement on the last one. I still not, I'm still not in love with it, but I definitely thought it was an improvement on number one. I think what you're saying is the, gen- is the same as what I'm getting from the fandom. I think a lot of people preferred this episode. I don't know what it was. Um, we can get into it, but um, it just... Because I watched the episode more than once to create the episode notes, and the second one was just such a chore this week. Because I just... I think it's just partly the fact you don't really care who wins and you don't know who they are, apart from... Well, we'll get to that. Um, so let's start with the drag queens. We have Trinity the Tuck, Alyssa Edwards, and Asia O'Hara. Uh, what did you make of them? Oh my god, I love... I mean, Alyssa, I think I've said this on the podcast, is my number one all-time queen. I think she's a lot of people's all-time. Just entertaining so much. And I have to say, uh, the producers must love her because she was the only one, like, giving commentary and giving jokes. And, like, she totally gets how TV works and to always be on. And sometimes I think Trinity and Asia were just kind of sitting there silent. It's like, come on, girls, you're on TV. Wake up. I don't... I don't think Alyssa does turn it on, though. I think that is just what she's like. (laughs) But yeah, I know what you mean. She's just always good value. So did you understand what the theme was? Because I think they're picking the queens in themes. No, what's this theme? Pageant queens? No. Yeah, that's what I assumed it was. So we had the comedy queens, plus everyone last week was a winner. And then this week, I think, is pageant queens. And then is... So who have we got left? I keep forgetting. Monique, Vanji... um, is it, who else is that? Monique, Vanjie. I think some of them might appear more than once. I think Alyssa oh, might be really? on twice. Oh, that's good news. So, well, I would think of them as just maybe strong confessional queens, I guess. Maybe just like, I don't know, meme queens. Maybe that's going to be a theme. But they don't really say what the theme is. I just think there's clearly been some conscious effort in choosing which queens go in which episode. Um, so, 
I don't think I need to ask you this, but who would you want as your mentor out of the three? Well, I love Alyssa. I'd want to hang out with her. Would she be a good mentor, though? I don't know. I think... I mean, I'm playing this like I'm actually trying to win a competition rather than just... <laughs> joke episode. If, I, if this was we a have leg- to get that money for the Trevor Project. If this was a legit strategic competition and I was thinking about it, I would go with Trinity. I agree. I think I would choose Trinity. I think she's the most competitive, the one who probably has the most advice to give. I think Alyssa is the type of person, and this is what I gather from what other drag queens say about her. She's very fun to watch, but not it's not as much fun. I think it was uh, Alaska who said, um, living Alyssa's secret is a lot different from watching it. And she's actually, like, they all found her very annoying on All Stars too, even though we were all getting our life watching it. Um, so I don't know if she'd be that much fun to spend the whole day with. Do you think it's like um, uh, Gemma Collins, but you love watching her? But I have heard people who work with her. She's a complete and utter nightmare. Exactly, yeah. I think it's exactly like that. So if I wanted a nice, chill day, I'd probably pick Asia. And if I wanted to win, I'd probably pick Trinity. And if I wanted to create loads of memes, I think I'd choose Alyssa. But yeah, speaking competitively, I think I'll go same as you and pick Trinity. Asia was a weird choice. She wasn't, she wasn't that big a personality, was she? I'm surprised they went with her. Well, I think Asia is kind of someone who I can imagine the show one day maybe crowning in an all-stars scenario. I think the show really likes her. I think they really, I think they considered crowning her in season 10, but obviously the butterfly thing happened. So I think she's always been a favourite and they're just pushing that more. I think these, like the celebrity show is a good um, indicator of who World of Wonder really likes, who are their golden children. Yeah. So I think Asia is one of them. So they do their mortifying guessing thing. So they're guessing Missy Elliott, Monique. It's quite shady when you get a big silhouette and you're just naming, you know, Shamu, whatever <laughs> famous big person you can think of. Um, but also that makes no sense because they're guessing the screen. But when it, when it cuts back, they just walk into the workroom. So it's like they never even went, they, ne- they weren't revealed <laughs> on the wrong way. So it's just a weird scene, that initial bit. It's really weird. And at one point they guessed, I think for, spoiler, Vanessa Williams, they guessed Lil Wayne. <laughs> they're very weird Um, so then we get introduced to the celebrities so we've got Lonnie Love who's an Emma winning Emmy winning chat show host Um, had you heard of her? I have because I sometimes watch she's on a show called The Real which is basically uh, like an ethnic loose women (laughs) and they're all black three of them are black one's Latino and one's Vietnamese so it's basically like that sounds amazing yeah Who's the biggest star on that? Um, one of the, do you know the Sister Sister Twins? One of them's on it. Oh, Tamara. I can't, I don't know if it's which one is which. I think it's Tamara because I listen to some podcasts and they often talk about these kind of people. Um, and they talk about Tamara because she's quite, she's said quite a lot of controversial things in recent years. And I think it might have been on this panel. Possibly, yes. Yeah, so I do sometimes watch The Real, so I do know of Lani Love. Do you watch it on YouTube? yeah. They upload clips every... Well, they used to. I mean, it is nonsense. It's, like, so bad, it's good. Do you watch um, Wendy Williams, Charlie? I used to be a Wendy Williams stan. I used to watch her every <laughs> single day. I used to be obsessed with her. And then when the... I don't know if you know about her whole husband controversy. I do. So he cheated and lived down the street or something? He Was cheated that and, and got his mistress pregnant. Yes. And then, but basically the whole point was, her whole shtick is that she talks about everyone and anyone and she shoots straight from the hip and she's just... A, yeah. And then 
is like constantly delving into other people's pu- private lives. And then when it was happening to her, it was all in the papers and she was just not acknowledging it on her show. Well, like people in glass greenhouses shouldn't throw stones or something. But then I guess it, it's more hypocritical as she complained about people talking about her, whereas I'm guessing she more just kept it mute. But it was just her sitting on her show being like, let's talk about today's hot gossip. And like, but the hot gossip is you. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, so I'd never heard of Lonnie, but she did kind of look familiar, but I think it's because she looks a bit like the woman from 30 Rock. Do you watch 30 Rock? Oh, is that Retta? Is that her name? No, the one who, uh, she's Tracy, plays Tracy Jordan's wife. Oh no. And she says, ham. <laughs> That's what she's mainly known for. Um, I also didn't know Tammy Roman. No, no idea. From Basketball Wives. Um, but she kind of reminded me a little bit of Jada Pinkett Smith, who I really dislike for reasons that are irrational to me, but I just don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, but I won't hold that against Tammy. And then thirdly, um, oh my God, an actual famous person. An actual celebrity. Someone we didn't need to be told who it was. Vanessa Williams. Dun, dun, dun. And she gets a great entrance line, which is, I don't mean to boast, but they've saved the best for last. Which, I knew who she was a long time before I knew she did that song. I'm trying to... I think Ugly Betty was my first introduction to her. For me, it was Ugly Betty as well. Um, so th- that was... And then, did she go on to um, be in Desperate Housewives? She did. Yeah, I think she went into it after I'd stopped watching. Although I never fully took my eye off Desperate Housewives, but there was a point where I think it became not compulsory viewing. Did that happen for you? Yeah, I literally watched the first episode for work, like, two days ago. For work. Charlie, please. For work! I just study (laughs) it! Um, My mate mate Ben is, like, a Desperate Housewives super fan. And he says it's one to four is good, as in series one to four, and then it goes off the boil. It was one of those shows, it's very weird, where it's like, as soon as it was advertised, you knew it was going to be huge. Do you remember it? That, it was just those yeah. adverts with Steery Lane, the voice, it was like, oh, I just know this is for me, I know it's going to be massive. It just kind of arrived, was, and there was no question. It was like that was Channel 4, right? It was that and Lost had these huge advertising campaigns, and we're just picking these huge shows. Yeah, absolutely. What's my main memory from Desperate Housewives? I, do you know what I realised, though, but going back and looking at Desperate Housewives, they, have, they did 24. Three episodes a series. 23! Yeah, they were very long. And at one point, didn't they jump forward for like 10 years? Yeah, I was reading it. This was after I stopped watching but I did read that. They jumped forward like five years. Yeah, that was it. And then the twins that were just kids suddenly became these hot people having sex. And it was like, what? What's going on? Um, but yeah, also Vanessa Williams was the first black Miss America. Um... And she wants to get out of her comfort zone, she keeps saying. I wonder if she's um, in... Um, she was in a West End play when uh, Corona happened. I wonder if she's locked in London somewhere. Oh, God. Maybe we'll have to be nice about her then, because <laughs> she might hear this. But I have to say, the person who used to sashay away is Vanessa Williams' agent. Because who booked her on this chicken shit gig? <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's mortifying to be on Drag Race Celebrity, but... 
I would think as a celebrity, you want to know who else is on because basically you're saying I'm on a par with them. So for Vanessa Williams to be the only famous person who signed on, I don't think that's a very good look, is it? No, but I think um, she's best mates with RuPaul though, isn't she? She is. I guess maybe she's done it as a favour. I mean, I, I don't think it does look bad that she's on it. I just think it's weird to have no one famous and then... I mean, I shouldn't say that about Lonnie Love. I think in America she's probably very well known and probably Tammy as well. So maybe this is just a bit of an international thing where we're not getting a lot of the people. Um, but then we get, she done already done and had herses. I've never tried that before and I don't think I will again, but I gave it a go then. And Rue walks in. Wait, can we just stop? I'm getting a car alarm outside my office and I can't tell if it's... That was me doing, she done already done had herses. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... Um... United Queendom. Sorry about that. We lost connection with Charlie. Um, The last I heard from him, he heard a car alarm. So I don't know if it was the police coming and they've arrested him for not following social distancing rules. I don't know. But I'm going to finish this episode on my own, which is fine because we didn't have a huge amount to say. I'd already made my feelings clear about this number two episode. But um, RuPaul walks in. And Lonnie and Tammy are completely starstruck, whereas Vanessa's like, hey, girl, which tells us all we need to know about who's winning the episode. Um, So I think Vanessa's agent may very well be shit for putting her in this, but she clearly got it into the contract that she had to win. Otherwise, she was not turning up for this chicken shit gig. Um, RuPaul says, drag doesn't change who you are. It actually reveals who you are. Wow, we haven't heard that from you before, have we, Rue? Honestly, she says it's so much now, it's lost all meaning, but I guess it fits into these celeb episodes. We get the Queen mentors walking in. Alyssa says, the world's pageant mother has just punched the clock. So she does the tongue pop, which is the point where I was going to get Charlie to do his, but I'll just do an impression of what a Charlie tongue pop sounds like. Three, two, one. Yeah, that just about got it. Um, Asia O'Hara, she says, let's teach these butterflies how to fly, shall we? Too soon, Asia. Obviously, that's a reference to the fact that she messed up in the season 10 finale, lip syncing against Cameron to Nasty Girl by Janet Jackson by releasing loads of live butterflies, which were not live for long. And then they ended up dancing on all their dead, decrepit little wings which was very cringe because Asia had been doing well in the competition, but even if that had worked and butterflies had flown around, it just didn't suit the song and it was just an absolute car crash. Um, But she clearly can see the light side of it now, so that's fun. And Trinity the Tuck walks in and says, did someone order an All-Stars winner? Which I believe is the first time Trinity said a full sentence on Drag Race that didn't reference her plastic surgery. So that's impressive. Growth, we like that. Um, I didn't like Trinity's houndstooth entrance look, even though I love houndstooth. I just thought it was a little bit hodgepodge, which I wouldn't usually say about her. Um, but And I also don't think she should brag about that semi-All-Stars win, which she obviously shares with Monet Exchange. I think you're just opening yourself up for shade, which I call shade, which she does get um, a bit later in the episode. And it's clear that she has spent her winner's winner's money on even more surgery because she looked very, 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 very plastic in the confessional, even by her standards. But that's very on brand for her. So good for you, Trinity. 
We then get the ladies getting into quick drag, which they basically recreate the trade challenge from season 10. And weaves were snatched in this moment, quite literally. The women are taking off their weaves. And we get the three characters from the three celebrities. So Vanessa Williams goes for like a preppy, I love football type character. Tammy does like a stoner. And Lonnie, 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 Lonnie. Let's call the whole thing off. She is a hillbilly. I don't know if that word's still appropriate, but redneck, hillbilly, Trump voter. I don't know what to call it. Um, So this was the point where I was going to ask Charlie which of the drag kings he would fuck. Knowing Charlie like I do, I think he would go the same as me, which is fuck Tammy, the stoner, who was actually quite hot, giving me kind of like a young Snoop Dogg type vibe. Yeah, I'd hit that. And then they're all advertising Schwing, which is an electoral dysfunction pill. So I thought Vanessa was actually quite cringe in this challenge. I thought the other two were passable. And they give the win to Lonnie, which um, I think is fair. I'd call no rigor Morris on that one. And then they find out they're doing a parody of the movie 9 to 5 as a rusical, but they're doing it twerking 5 to 9 which I've never seen, but I did recently watch a Dolly Parton movie on Netflix. It's Steel Magnolias. It's a tearjerker from the 80s, also featuring Julia Roberts, Daryl Hannah and Shirley MacLaine, and I'd highly recommend it. They find out that Dolly will be played by Vanessa, Jane Fonda will be played by Tammy, and I don't know who the hell Lonnie is meant to be playing in this rusical, so I was hoping Charlie was going to fill me in, because I bet he's seen 9 to 5. Um, Because he watches the old classics, but no, I'm clueless. So Lonnie, because she won the mini challenge, she gets to pair up the queens. She chooses Trinity for herself, which is what Charlie and myself said we would have chosen. But it works out well because she puts Tammy with Alyssa, who Tammy wanted, and Asia gets Vanessa. Um, And then we find out all the drag names, which in keeping with the theme of the episode are quite number two-ish. Tammy is Miss Schneider Cocktail. That's my favourite one. That's quite um, cute. Although it did make me realise that I think one of the things I most miss in lockdown is cocktails. Because obviously we're all borderline alcoholics drinking at home, but we're not making cocktails. We're just sticking to wine, beer and spirits. But maybe it is time to start investing in more spirits, garnishes and creating some Negronis, Bloody Marys, that type of thing. I'll let you know next week if I got on that. And Trinity tells Lonnie that drag has helped her be herself. (sighs) Sorry, I just find this really boring. Trinity giving this crap old drag advice. Be yourself! Like, oh God, it's so old at this point. Can you not give some more interesting advice to these celebrities? Lonnie says she's from the same projects as Diana Ross. I didn't know Diana Ross was from the projects. And she's calling herself Mary J. Ross which is such an awful name. I think Heidi and Closet is shooketh. But obviously Rue can't tell them. She has to pretend they're all doing really well, including Vanessa, whose drag name is Vanquisha de House. <gasps> awful. And I just find it really weird to even see Asia O'Hara, runner-up of season 10, giving advice to a showbiz veteran like Vanessa. And that's why I think actual celebrities have avoided the show. And it kind of makes more sense when it's male celebrities because there's still a lot to teach them about the transformation. But in reality, what does Asia have to teach Vanessa Williams about performing? It's just the whole thing is just a bit off, weird. I don't like it. 
Um, I also didn't like them all twerking. It just felt very like, I don't know, mum's night out at Yates's. Um, but Alyssa says that Tammy's like her. She's the breakout star. And it's true, there is no breakout star like Alyssa Edwards. It feels like she's becoming one of the most recognisable names to ever emerge from the franchise. So the no lies were told there. Proper tongue pop for you there. Uh, Lonnie cries for the first time in the episode, which we're going to get a lot of this. Um, and Alyssa's moved by it. She says, um, all the little boys who walked with the sugar in the tank, they now get to see this on Drag Race, which I like the expression, sugar in the tank. Next time someone accuses me of mincing, I'm going to say, no, I'm not mincing. It's just sugar in the tank. And Lonnie says, you are special. You have meaning. Thank you so much. So, yeah, it sounds almost a bit like Latrice Royale exit line. And then she cries again to Rue. She says, I've been different my whole life. And when I saw your show, I saw people who were different like me. And they've been accepted. I feel at home. I think they should have just eliminated her on the spot. No, you don't feel at home here. No, it was sweet. She's very sweet. And um, she can tell her emotions are genuine. She's not doing like a fake Willem crying moment. And then we get, quite exciting, a message... Sorry, I'm actually doing this from bed. I was just readjusting myself. We get a message from Dolly Parton um, from Dollywood who says, if I hadn't been a girl, I'd have been a drag queen. I'm not sure I'm not a drag queen. So it's like, how could anyone not love Dolly Parton? She's just a complete living legend. One of the last true like pop music country icons in existence. So, I mean, it would have been amazing if she actually came and sat on the judging panel, but I don't think they'd want to waste that on a, this terrible spin-off. They'd probably want that for the main show, but it's still exciting that she took the time to do the video. I've never met Dolly Parton, which is very sad for me, but I did get to be at Glastonbury the year that she did the Sunday afternoon Legends slot, which I believe Michael Evis confirmed afterwards, or Emily Evis's daughter, um, was the biggest crowd that they'd ever had at Glastonbury. And I was in it, but I had to leave halfway through to go and follow Paul and Atini around because I was trying to get showbiz stories at the time for a newspaper I was working at. So I missed the bulk of one of the most iconic performances ever. But it was not wasted because Paul and Atini is very, very sexy. Um, so we get to them doing the choreography. I didn't find any of this interesting, so I'm going to skip past it. Um, no shade, but I think it's just hard to care about what happens here in this episode, like competition-wise. I mean, I don't think anyone's at home biting their nails like, oh my God, is Vanessa going to win? Is she going to be robbed? Rigor Morris? It's just like, no, it just feels very fluffy, light, meaningless. So you're wanting entertainment, really, which I did feel last week we got. Am I getting it this week? No. Charlie was entertained, so I feel like he would have balanced out the rest of this review. But sorry, technology has failed us once again. Um, and speaking of failures, uh, they've made it look like Alyssa Edwards did Tammy's makeup. But did she? I don't think so. I think, again, this is what we talked about last week, where Mayhem, Chanel and... Who's the other person? No, it's gone. Uh, ...are doing the makeup and then they're just kind of setting it up and making it look like Alyssa did it. I don't think so. Uh, I think Trinity probably did do Lonnie's makeup, though, because she's a good makeup artist. Um, she scared her by f showing her the, herself in the mirror before it was finished when she's still baking. Um, and then again, it just is a bit jarring because Trinity's talking to Lonnie about her confidence coming out and giving her tips. And it's like, 
Lonnie's won an Emmy. She's a chat show host. Why are you a reality star giving her tips on confidence? It just... Mm, no, it's not for me. Um, Asia shows Vanessa her face and she acts gagged again. It's, it's just a continued acting performance. Clearly, Vanessa Williams has worn that much makeup before. I'm sure there are plenty of old pictures of her fully. She's been on Broadway. She's been on TV. She's caked in makeup the whole time. So let's not act like putting a bit of lippy and a bit of contour on her is this big transformation. No, sir. Uh, I just don't think it works. I think it, it's not because they're females. Um, I think we've had many dramatic female transformations before on Drag Race. If you get in a bunch of female plumbers or something, that's going to be, you know, a bit more glamorous. But these are showbiz veterans. You know, they wear costumes, they wear glitz, they wear glamour, they used to be on stage. I just don't buy into this idea that our drag race girls are really going to show them anything. Don't teach your grandma to suck cocks. Or eggs, is it? Sorry, I got the same mixed up. Um... I shouldn't have said that, so I'll think about what I did as we take this break. And we'll be back soon with the runway and performance. United Queendom is sponsored by Q Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q Bar, Q Club, Little Q and She Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. We're back, Rolls, and it's the runway. So RuPaul wears a gorgeous dress, but to me it looks a bit familiar. I think she might have worn this before, unless I'm just clocking it from the adverts of this very show. But I feel like I've seen it before. But if Ru wants to recycle old dresses, I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. And she looks great. So kudos to you. Rudos to you. Um, there are no celebrities guesting on the panel. I think they've made that a conscious decision because it would show like more so the lack of celebrities competing by comparison. Um, and then we get to the twerking five to nine musical. So I thought Vanessa was actually the weakest. She had the star role as Dolly and I didn't think her lip sync was that tight. I thought she wasn't exuding Dolly Parton, cheeky, cheeky, wink, wink, star quality. So this may be controversial, but Vanessa, I think, was a complete train wreck no that's dramatic but i don't think she was as good as they said i thought tammy gave her a really great lip sync um she was jane fonda doing the aerobics that jane fonda famously started so I, th I was very impressed by her i thought she really came through um and then we got lonnie i still don't know who she was meant to be doing i mean i my initial thought was Whoopi goldberg because it was like a habit but then they weren't doing sister act so Fuck knows, to be honest, but she was doing one ringy-dingy, two ringy-dingy. I quite enjoyed the catchiness of the song, but I really don't get the references. But she did a reveal, she did a wig under a wig, so despite not knowing what was going on, I was living, I will say that. Briefly, I was living. And then we get the category for the runway, which is Eleganza Extravaganza. Sorry, I act crazy if there's not anyone to bounce off of. And I sound crazy because I'm just talking to myself. Uh, we get Vanessa as Vanquisha de House. She's got a fire-themed glittery gown, which I assume is the same designer who made Nina West's witch dress on the last season last year. So it's a little bit familiar, also a bit reminiscent of the Vixen and her fire runway she did on season also uh, 10, I think. Um... Yeah, so I feel like... I don't think that the celebrities had 
I think they may have chosen the dresses from a selection of options provided, but I don't think they had anything to do with, like, ordering the dress. I don't think they were given the task to actually bring a, bring a look. Um, and we get Tammy as Miss Shinny de Cocktail. She's in a pastel gown, quite floral, quite um, ethereal. Am I saying that right? See, Charlie would know. This is what we need him for. I thought she looked stunned. I really liked uh, the whole get-up that she had. And then we get Lonnie in a pink gown, which was kind of glittery, and then the blonde wig. She, I mean, she seemed to be doing a RuPaul illusion, I thought, which was the challenge last week. So maybe she got mixed up. But she still looked fabulous, and it really did look drag. So I will give them that. They were giving drag, not just glamorous um, actresses. And then we get to the judges' critiques. Um... They're all praised. It's all very positive. It's all very dull. I think that last week having comedy queens like Bob the Drag Queen, Monet Exchange and Trixie Mattel really helped lift the stale format. But pageant queens are not saving this for me, not even Alyssa. And when they were all um, giving the speeches, Lonnie cried for a third time. And I actually did think briefly, oh, maybe she is going to win this because she seems to me to be the star of the episode. But obviously I forgot it's in Vanessa's contract. She has to win. Ru pulls a little prank She says Who should go home tonight And why But she's just joking But that is actually What's missing The shade The arguments The competitive element Without that to me It's just not Drag Race It's probably Like people have said More like Drag You The old cancelled show And I'm sure this one Will be cancelled as well um, we get them all talking backstage I guess as close to Untucked as this gets Although these women Have nothing to untuck Vanessa said She had hate mail And death threats After winning Miss America which is quite shocking because I think these days we often think of like trolls just being um, invented with social media. But obviously they have always existed. They just used to have to make a bit more effort and actually send a letter, spend a bit of money to put that death threat in. Whereas now it's a free for all. We get Lonnie's boyfriend coming in. He's really made the effort dressed to impress in that grey polo shirt. Um, but luckily Trinity is there to put him in full geesh. She gets him in a silver wig and, yeah, it's quite a fun moment. Tammy's husband, though, would only do a video call. He's like, fuck this. So they chat over the phone. She shows her uh, outfit. And again, Vanessa's daughter only shows up via video call, which makes me wonder, did they know about Corona before we did? <gasps> is this going to set off all the conspiracy theorists again? And then we get to the lip sync, which is, you make me feel mighty real. Oh my God, that was so accurate. I actually think we might have to pay for the royalties of it. See, that's what people don't know. They're so used to me doing Humpting Wong. They don't know I'm actually a very talented vocalist. Um, but obviously this song we've had on Drag Race before. It was the song that the one time Bob the Drag Queen was ever in the bottom two when she lip synced against Derek Barry in season eight and beat Derek and sent her packing with all our hems. Um, I like that they're recycling old lip sync songs for this. Lip sync, not lipstick. Because, I mean, if we got a song that we've been waiting for for years, like ABBA, Gimme Gimme Gimme, and it was wasted on these celebs who can't even really lip sync, we'd be pissed. So it's good to, yeah, just use old songs. Um, again, I don't know if this is controversial. I think Vanessa was the worst in the lip sync as well, as well as being the worst in the musical. I mean, watching her trying to pull that plastic bit of fire off and not getting it off and it was stuck under her armpit. I was just like, this is painful. This is like watching Rock'em Sakura at the beginning of a lip sync. Um, but 
she did keep her shoes on, which is something that both Lonnie and Tammy did not do. They took them off uh, so they could dance better, but that is a no-no. Um, personally, despite the shoes, the shoes, as Charlie would say, I think Tammy won the lip sync and I think Lonnie won the episode, um, mainly just because she cried all the way through it, which I thought was sweet. But the contract is, of course, binding. So the winner is <gasps> Vanessa Williams, obviously. So thanks to her, the Trevor Project gets some more charity money. Ooh, it's like a sherry pie win. And yes, so that I've finished reviewing the episode now. Sorry, I had to do the second half on my own. We'll try and make sure this doesn't happen again because one person recapping is quite tragic, really. Um, but do let us know if you still want us to keep doing Celebrity Drag Race because we could do the Ed and Charlie show instead, like we usually do, and just feature like a 10-minute review within that. It's up to you guys. We love to hear from you. Let us know via Instagram, email, um, death threats, whatever you want. Um, uh, and sorry if I haven't been very invested in this episode, but as you can tell by me calling it number two i didn't think it was that cute but on monday you'll hear me actually invested in drag race again for the next episode of season 12 where we get the top six doing one woman shows <gasps> it's gonna be amazing i can feel it already and until then how many men does it take to click out the show just one apparently bye